0: Welcome to the IoT Podcast, powered by Paratus people. Be among the first to find out what's happening in the fascinating and growing world of IoT from the industry leaders themselves.
1: Hi, it's Charles from Paratus, Senior Consultant. I'm here today with uh, VP of Affairs, uh, Stephen Patterson at Arm. Um, you know, Stephen, initially, obviously, so for some of our customers that might not know, uh, what's it essentially that Arm are doing?
0: Uh, Well, for many years, Arm's main line of business has been the design of microprocessors. So microprocessors, they're the brains of chips, right? You can't have a chip without a microprocessor, and it's the microprocessor that, uh, that tells you what to do. And we started as a company designing microprocessors, and that is still a big, big chunk of our business. And in the course of our history, one of our particular qualities has been that our designs are very energy efficient. So that means that all those mobile devices that people have got used to using that run on batteries, you know, a large percentage of them run on arms technology and designs. And, and that's been great for us. That's been our main, our main area of success. Of course, we're working on a lot of other areas to do with technology at the same time. And and, and one of them for us is um, a software business, which is relatively new to us, which is all about trying to connect and manage Internet of Things devices. So, you know, you get this idea in the Internet of Things, all sorts of objects can have sensors in them. Uh, The chairs in this office could have sensors in each one. And they would report back where they are, whether someone's sitting on them, whether they need cleaning, I don't know, whatever it is. And we can now provide a a kind of connectivity system which will collect that data, manage your devices, make sure those devices are secure, make sure they're energy efficient. uh, and, And present you with data from those devices in a digestible form. So those are our two... To big wings of our business but we do tons of other stuff as well we're looking at artificial intelligence as you would expect we're looking at high performance computers uh, loads of things
1: so obviously you know we know iot is a growing industry uh, you briefly touched then on the, the security factors of it uh, what sort of security risks have you you know touched on uh, your time here
0: well the risks of IoT insecurity are pretty big, right? So, uh, you know, don't forget, we've never seen anything quite like IoT before. This notion that there'll be loads of objects with sensors connected directly or indirectly to the internet, this is a vast network of nodes we call them a vast network of 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 sensors um which could be vulnerable to all sorts of attack and you know we've got used to thinking of attacks as people stealing your data hacking in stealing your data but i think with an internet of things world we've got to think also in terms of people taking over bad actors taking over uh, a, a device, a sensor and using it for bad purposes. So if you've got something that's connected you can in theory take it over as a bad actor and use it to bombard another site with uh, messages on the internet and that will effectively paralyse that other site. And then you think, well maybe that other site's going to be a hospital or a power station or you know, we could go on and on I mean, traffic lights, I, whatever it's going to be, you've got Big potential for bad actors to cause a lot of mischief through uh, an Internet of Things network, uh, and we need to solve this. We need to make it as hard as possible for people to be able to do that.
1: You, you mentioned, you know, you've got the security uh, by design. Do you think, you know, when they do put that benchmark in place, do you think companies will sort of meet those regulations, or you know, where do you draw the line with regulations? Oh, right.
0: Well, I mean, this is always a question. Uh, you put your finger on it. I mean, uh, will everybody obey the regulations? Well. The proposal in the UK is that it will be illegal for shops to sell stuff that didn't meet certain standards. Now that's putting a huge responsibility on shops and it, uh, it's still not entirely clear that that's the route the government will eventually uh, go down. But we probably do need something a bit like that. Someone's got to be responsible in the end for monitoring whether the kit offer for sale really does meet the high standards that we expect. I sometimes say that, that, you know, this whole digital revolution, it's a bit like the coming of the car at the beginning of the, let's say, 20th century, where, you know, if we'd been sitting down now talking about the car, we've been sitting down then talking about the car, I suppose what I mean, I think we would have drawn up more worries about the car than advantages. I I'm won't a, I'm a with the list, but in a, moment, a moment's thought, and you'd be able to think of it. We eventually liberated the car to do what it did in the 20th century. It's a bit unfashionable our cars. But in the 20th century, by and large, I think most people would agree, it did good stuff. We liberated it through a mix of things. Yeah, we had a bit of regulation, right? The highway code, stuff like that. Second, uh, we did a lot of, of what you might call consumer awareness. Actually, you need to pass a test before you can drive a car. Third, Actually, the design of cars got better, they got safer, they got faster, they got cleaner, uh, and all the rest of it. Uh, So we had a mix of of these things that eventually liberated the car to do good stuff for us. And I think in the end where we'll get to with this whole security of, of, of Internet of Things world is a bit the same. A mix of regulation, a mix of better consumer awareness... Uh, and mix of better products, better product design um, and possibly a bit of insurance underwriting the risks
1: you, you mentioned you know, 've got the security uh, by design. Do you think you know, when they do put that benchmark in place, do you think companies will sort of meet those regulations, or you know where do you draw the line with
0: regulations uh, right well, I mean this is always a question. Uh, you put your finger on it. I mean, uh, will everybody obey the regulations well. The proposal in the UK is that it will be illegal for shops to sell stuff that didn't meet certain standards. Now that's putting a huge responsibility on shops and it, uh, it's still not entirely clear that that's the route the government will eventually uh, go down. But we probably do need something a bit like that. Someone's got to be responsible in the end for monitoring whether the kit offer for sale really does meet the high standards that we expect. I sometimes say that, that, you know, this whole digital revolution, it's a bit like the coming of the car at the beginning of the, let's say, 20th century, where, you know, if we'd been sitting down now talking about the car, if we've been sitting down then talking about the car, I suppose what I mean, I think we would have drawn up more worries about the car than advantages. I won't a, a with the list, but in a, moment, a moment's thought, and you'd be able to think of it. We eventually liberated the car to do what it did in the 20th century. It's a bit unfashionable now, cars. But in the 20th century, by and large, I think most people would agree, it did good stuff. We liberated it through a mix of things. Yeah, we had a bit of regulation, right? The highway code, stuff like that. Second, uh, we did a lot of, of what you might call consumer awareness. Actually, you need to pass a test before you can drive a car. Third actually the design of cars got better they got safer they got faster they got cleaner uh, and all the rest of it Uh, so we had a mix of of these things that eventually liberated the car to do good stuff for us and i think in the end where we'll get to with this whole security of, of of internet of things world is a bit the same a mix of regulation a mix of better consumer awareness, uh, and mix of better products, better product design, um, and possibly a bit of insurance underwriting the
1: risks. I've seen MedTech, you know, it's limiting the sort of analysing the problem before it happens, you know, similar to some of the other industries, even monitoring movements around the house, but I think then incorporating IoT into MedTech is a, is a huge problem when it's coming down to people's personal details. Um, so these number of yeah, devices. You're yeah. absolutely right, and
0: uh, and and of course uh, the whole data protection angle needs to be very carefully thought through. I think, you know, you, you, again the technology can help you a bit. There's there's two issues here. The technology can help you with some of it. For example, if you're looking at sensors monitoring the way in which an elderly person is 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 moving in their home, uh, you don't need to have facial recognition, it can just do gait detection, so it monitors how someone's walking and moving and it will detect if someone hasn't moved and it will compare, them, compare that day with what the person normally does, so you'll get a message saying you know, your aged parent uh, usually gets up every hour and a half, actually they haven't got up for the last four hours, do you think you should go around and give them a shake or a cup of tea or see if they need medical attention, and, and that can be done without really um, infringing personal data through through facial recognition there are other data implications of all of that so the technology I think can help a bit alleviate some of the concerns about data protection but there will be issues the technology can't deal with right so the, the big problem here is um, people who get your personal data properly, authorisedly i.e. they haven't stolen it but they're, they're, your doctor, or other medical practitioners, they've got it authorisedly how can you make sure they only do with it things you're happy for them to do with it? And that's not yet an issue that technology can solve. That's an issue that regulation has to solve. And regulation has to be pretty tight around the use of personal data. We already In Europe, we already have pretty tight regulation through the GDPR, which, which the British government has copied into UK national law. But that, and that is an area that, that needs to be worked out very carefully because it comes back to the point about security. If people don't trust the way their data is used, none of this is going to take off.
1: And I suppose, in sort of tailoring it then back to uh, the domestic as well, because obviously it, it's really the sort of domestic buyers, we need to really invest their money into this in order for the products to grow and, and the interest to be there.
0: But yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right, of course. I mean, you know, but it's not, it may not be impossible. I mean, take electricity, right? We all buy electrical equipment. And no one now, as a consumer, needs to go through a checklist of, you know, is it fused? Have you wired it up properly? Is this connected to that? You take it home, you plug it in. If it doesn't work, there's a number to call and you go back and you say, this doesn't work. Uh, We, by and large, we've developed a framework for electrical goods. And actually, cars are the same. You don't buy a car now. Very few people are actually going to crawl over its safety manual and, and work out how safe it is. You, you kind of, as a consumer, you take for granted that there's a basic level of safety and security in these products. And you trust the manuf- combination of the manufacturers and the regulators to deliver that. And that's where we need to get to with the Internet of Things world.
1: Yeah. So you know, you said that you know there is certain sort of frameworks, as such that ARM will take. Uh, what sort of impact do they have directly then into the industry? You know, what measures, what measures do you take, or is there any you know projects you're working on then? Well, there's, there are
0: there are many many companies who use ARM technology, uh, and we regard them as part of our ecosystem. We, we, we refer to them as our partners. And we work with them. It's not simply a business where we sell you a design and say, thanks very much, You know, come back when you want another one. We, we work quite closely with them. Uh, and so we feel that, that we can use that relationship uh, to try and mobilise the sector as a whole behind the things I talked about, behind making sure the sector does proper security threat assessments and tries to build in proper security Practices and designs right from the start. So some of it we'll do by mobilising our, our community. Uh, and then I think it's, it's a bit of a snowball effect, right? If we can mobilise some people in our community, it, uh, as the snowball rolls on the ground, it picks up more and more snow. Yeah, there might always be a few flakes left on the ground, but at the end of the day, they'll melt and you have a great big snowball of companies that have, in a sense, decided that the way in which they can best preserve their business and develop the sector is by by designing stuff that's as secure as possible.
1: And I suppose in sort of tailoring it then back to uh, domestic as well, because obviously it's really the sort of domestic buyers, we need to really invest their money into this in order for the products to grow and and the interest to be there.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right, of course. I mean, you know, but it's not It may not be impossible i mean take electricity right we all buy electrical equipment and no one now as a consumer needs to go through a checklist of you know is it fused have you wired it up properly is this connected to that you take it home you plug it in if it doesn't work there's a number to call and you go back and you say this doesn't work Uh, we by and large we've developed a framework for electrical goods and actually cars are the same you don't buy a car now very few people are actually going to crawl over its safety manual and, and work out how safe it is. You, you kind of, as a consumer, you take for granted that there's a basic level of safety and security in these products. And you trust the manuf- combination of the manufacturers and the regulators to deliver that. And that's where we need to get to with the Internet of Things world
1: yeah so you know you said that you know there is certain sort of frameworks as such that arm will take uh, what sort of impact do they have directly then into the industry you know what measures what measures do you take or is there any you know projects you're working on then
0: well there's, there are there are many many companies who use arm technology uh, and we regard them as part of our ecosystem we, we, we refer to them as our partners and we work with them it's not simply a business where we sell you a design and say thanks very much, you know, come back when you want another one. We, we work quite closely with them uh, and so we feel that, that we can use that relationship uh, to try and mobilise the sector as a whole behind the things I talked about, behind making sure the sector does proper security threat assessments and tries to build in proper security Practices and designs right from the start. So some of it we'll do by mobilising our, our community. Uh, and then I think it's, it's a bit of a snowball effect, right? If we can mobilise some people in our community, it, uh, as the snowball rolls on the ground, it picks up more and more snow. Yeah, there might always be a few flakes left on the ground, but at the end of the day, they'll melt, and you'll have a great big snowball of companies that have, in a sense, decided that the way in which they can best preserve their business and develop the sector is by, by designing stuff that's as secure as possible.
1: And I suppose with the IOTSF, with them setting a benchmark already, it really does speed up the whole government process, so they already know of a, a level they need to hit, and I suppose the frameworks are already in place, would you say that's
0: yeah, the case? Yeah, no, we, we very much hope that, we, the IOTSF, very much hope that, and and it is true to say there is now wide agreement on the basic Uh, ingredients of security Um, uh, the the key key question is not is there a dispute among experts about what you actually need, there is a bit of a question about how many are are designed described as basic, is it going to be 3, is it going to be 8, is it going to be 15 Um, but there is no, no real debate anymore about what are the basic ones, the debate is about how can we really drive companies to start to put this into practice? And governments have indeed uh, drawn on the work of IOTSF and other organisations have been looking at this to help inform their debate on what, what governments should do and what they can usefully uh, decide to do in this area.
1: Yeah, and obviously yeah, we, we know then ARM uh, um, you know, are the you know, main sort of design uh, network for microprocessors. Is there any other you know, impacts they have within the IoT community, within the development of any other sort of aspects?
0: Well, we work, we work with a number of uh, uh, IoT device developers. We have a whole a suite of products which is aimed at developers, actually, to help them develop devices uh, for stop plus developed devices that are secure. So we very much hope that we will have this influence uh, more widely throughout the industry. Yeah. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for more episodes in the IoT podcast. The leading podcast among the IoT community.